Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We're getting close to that time, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost close to Christmas time, according to Eric. Doesn't start until uh, this time next week. It's the 18th of December. And uh, how are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, we'll get into it on the show. But also, um, is is there is there no respite? Is there, is there no respite for me as a Colorado Rockies fan? Free agent signings are just centered around the way trades and signings. And we got Cal like Quantrell. That's our big signing. That's who you got so far? He's an innings eater who's coming off an injury to his arm. (laughs) Right up to Rocky's alley, bro. (laughs) Get ready for him to eat innings. I I mean, we'll, we'll get into it later in the show, but uh, Shohei, you had a chance to do something good. You had a chance to do something great. You had a chance to go anywhere else. And you didn't do it. <laughs> My man is down bad. How are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, I thought I was down bad, but it seems like Nick might be worse. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, looking forward for this uh, Christmas season to begin appropriately next week, a week before actual Christmas. I'm like these crazy fucking people that have been doing it since post-Halloween. Other than that, we're good. I got some shit about the Eagles I want to get off my chest, but we'll do that later. <laughs> the, the mood in the room is icy, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us, Roomies. On today's episode, we'll be getting into pop culture pick top five 80s artists. Uh, we'll get into head-to-head, uh, review where we're at with that. As we're coming down to, I think we got two, th- two three weeks left. Uh, we are in week 49, so we got three weeks left. Woo! We'll, get into, we'll get into what the fuck headline. It's already been teased a little bit. And then we'll get into the NFL week 15. Without further ado, let's let's just get into PCP, boys. You want to get Let, I, I want to do something that's going to lift the spirits of my two compatriots on the other end. One's got a rant about a football team. Another one's got a rant about probably Major League Baseball. It's never about the Rockies. It's about baseball's uh, current status quo as a whole. But, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, Top five 80s, we got Eric, Nick, myself. Take it away. Yeah, so with the first pick, uh, a lot of this stuff is just stuff I heard with my dad. uh, But I'm going to go with the king of pop music, Prince. Oh, I thought you were going to take Post Malone. (laughs) He's, he's, He's the king of everything. He can do everything, including drink Bud Light and smell bad. Is that what he did? I mean, does he drinks he, Bud Light and he smells bad. Does he smell bad? You smell he, Post Malone? 
and he ran into me at uh, Mission in DC and didn't oh. apologize. Damn. Yeah, I wouldn't apologize either, though. So I'm judging an entire. Wow, well, I was kind of a douche, probably, and drunk. <laughs> so, but I'm judging his entire personality off that. Uh, one one for me, Journey. Oh, someone likes to sing his little heart Definitely out. 100%. White people love to never stop believing. <laughs> oh, it's they haven't stopped. No, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Rumor has it they are still believing. <laughs> still believing, that's right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take Prince here. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, let's see. I'll go ahead and take... Um, I'll take Carlos Santana. Nice. Oh, good one. And I'll round it out with Elton John. Damn. Ooh, that's a very good pick. Uh, I'm, I'm Elton John say... is the single greatest rock star ever. Don't at me. It's, it's a good take. Uh, I, I'm going to stay in the uh, rock bands. I'm going to go Foreigner. Okay. I, I, I saw them and I was just like, you know. I liked him, but it wasn't like that. You know. Dude, with the first four picks, my list has been dwindled down to nothing. So, <laughs> fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and rock with uh, probably one of my all-time guiltiest pleasures, Hall and Oates. Oh. Everyone loves Hall and Oates, fucking, dude. They're just, it's just a bop, dude. You just put it on you're just like. That's one thing I've found in, in many of my years is that Hall and Oates gets everyone going, dude. I had I had a buddy. <laughs> He's from from like LA. <laughs> and I put Hall and Oates on there in boot camp because I was I was probably fucking around a little bit, but put some Hall and Oates on. He's like, what is this? <laughs> Damn. He had never I heard Hall and Oates. He had not heard Hall and Oates, dude. He was too busy listening to, to the good shit, dude. Hall and Oates is the good shit. Anyway, uh next pick. I can't believe it made it this far. I'm going to go with Queen. Oh, I can. I can believe we made it that far. Their best music came out in the 80s. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mm. big then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Queen Queen was nowhere on my list. Yeah, it, it, probably, it probably would have gotten an honorable mention. Do you uh, guys I'm gonna, like Queen? I mean, I like. They're, they're decent. The movie was good. Bohemian Rhapsody was good. <laughs> the movie was good. Ouch. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this with just rock bands because I love '80s rock bands. I'm gonna go the Eagles. That's a fire choice on on my list, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take Gloria Stefan here. Nice. And then I will take a little out of out of left field. I'll take the Descendants. Okay. Oh wow, I spelled that right. Uh, I'll I'll stick with the band name and I'll go with the police, the inventor of the most dangerous drinking game in human history, set to the song of Roxanne. The police—they're coming to get my entire list. His, Hispanics, gay dudes, punk rockers—we're <laughs> going down, dude. The they're police done, are yeah. coming. I think I think the police are British as well, so they they don't put up with any crap. I viene la migra. Uh, I'm going to close this out. My last two picks, uh, four or five here, is going to be the Queen of uh, Cher. And then lastly, I'm going to rock with the Beastie Boys. Dude, I used to fuck with Sonny and Cher. The Beastie Boys as 80s artists. Yes, dude. 
They were late eight. They started late eight. I'll change it. I got other stuff. They started late eight. You want me to change it? They started late eighties. That's like saying that's like saying the red hot chili peppers are eighties artists. It just doesn't feel eighties. The red hot chili peppers have been making music since the seventies. As the red hot chili peppers. Seventies. Seventy eight is when their first LP came out. Uh, we're not gonna get into it right now, but he's gonna keep saying. Uh, fine, I'll take off the Beastie Boys. Just double down. Look it up. Did add, you look it up? I will add Motley Crue. Uh, Motley Crue isn't that the same thing? It's just a synonym for Beastie Boys. No. Beast. Oh, wait, Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's a, that's a Motley Crue. Yeah, look up Red Hot Chili Peppers. When was it? When was our first album? Nineteen. Hundreds. 84. All right. I guess their first LP was uh, 1984. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, that's I don't know. Real, Hold on. That's, Hold real, that's real 80s to be a 70s band. <laughs> All right. While well, Eric looks that up, my final pick. Uh, I'm actually surprised he fell uh, this far. Nothing but bangers. John Bon Jovi. Uh, he's on my list. He was, gonna, he was probably who I was going to take ne- next. So... Uh, I'll do my, I'll do my honorable mentions first. I'll gonna shout out my shout out Rush. Oh, shout out one. Stevie Wonder, Metallica. Shout out Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, shout out. And then my last pick is Aerosmith. Yeah, it's a good pick. Steven Tyler is still alive and it looks pretty good. That's there's no possible way he hasn't looked good since he was since twenty years. Well, okay, okay, okay. Steven Tyler does not look any worse. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Doesn't look any worse. Uh, yeah, I was just like, he has not looked well. Speaking, no, of, speaking of them, uh, I don't know what movie it was. I'm gonna find it. It's actually funny. I'm gonna send it to you guys to watch. But the, there's like a scene where they're partying. The guy goes, "We did," and he gives them all Viagra's. And he goes, four hours to drink like Keith Richards and still have a heart on. And then the fucking following scene is just absolutely amazing. I'm going to send it to you guys. I think it's called uh, Obliterated on Netflix. It's fucking absolutely hilarious. Yo, um, yo Beastie Boys started in 1981, Nick. Okay. So I was wrong about I, one and you were wrong about one. I'm just saying Beastie Boys does not feel 80s. How so? Because it's, it's 90s music. It's not 90s music. The 80s was about rock. It was not about rock. It was the birth of hip hop. <laughs> you gotta say it that way. <laughs> the birth of hip hop? Yeah, that's when Della Soul and that yeah, I was born in ni- I was Eric born in camera coming out. LL Cool J. LL was cool born J, in 91. Grandmaster Flash, Dude, Cool, cool Herc. No. No, no, just no. Just, <laughs> just not. Just no. Just the entire golden era of hip hop is gone. Go, the 80s was golden era hip-hop? That's what they call it. I don't know if it is. like. Well, I'm not asking what they call it. The, the ambiguous <laughs> they. Does Eric call it the golden era of hip-hop? No, well, we're in the golden it. era of TV right now. So If, if we're talking about the golden era of hip-hop, I'm going to put it between like 96 and 05. Like that was the golden era. 96 okay. to 05, I think that's probably a safe pick. That's probably okay. a safe pick. License to Ill was 1986. Paul's Boutique, 1989. Check your head, 1992, and then obviously everything after that is 90s. When was the Chronic? Two. 92? 93? Oh, I, thought, I was about to say, dude, the Beastie Boys 92. didn't do the Chronic. <laughs> they didn't? <laughs> I was like, what? Dr. Dre was not in the Beastie Boys? 
I was like, what the fuck, Eric? You got any honorable mentions? Uh, All the people I just named. All right, bet. Uh, So yeah, the the entire hip hop scene. I almost put Eric, Eric, uh, Eric B and Rakim. Uh, So some that I missed: ACDC, Guns N' Roses, U2, Billy Joel, Cindy Lauper. U2 gets a lot of hate, but they got some hits, dude. U2's hits are hits, but I think U2 is just oversaturated. Oh, for sure. They're the uh, they're the E forty of rock. If you listen to the U2 Apple Music station, you're gonna you're gonna like about two hours of listening. <laughs> Past that, you're gonna be like, oh Jesus. Yo, new fantasy punishment, dude. U2 marathon. No, you have to listen to that album they put on the what <laughs> the they put yeah. on your iPhone. You have to listen to that album on repeat for 24 hours. Oh, dude. I'll just kill myself. <laughs> Just don't get last. It'll, it'll save me a lot of money from having to just pay to be friends with a bunch of guys in the league I'm never going to win. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. It's just Do the we... membership fee, dude. That's all it is. He's so jaded. It's like society. It's the membership fee that we all pay, but only the fucking select few get the privilege. It's fucking bullshit, So you dude. think you're never going to win now? I'm going to win. I'm beating fucking everybody this year, dude. I'm big what, what's, what, what seed are you in the Room 303 League, Eric? I believe five or four. I mean, but hey, listen to to the roomies out there. Some of them who are involved in the room three hundred three fantasy football league. A big, big shout out this week to the podcast's own executive producer Eric Washington taking care of business, beating Jason handily, handily, and ensuring my smooth. <laughs> listen, it was a rough ride, <laughs> but we're on the runway. We got everybody back home. We lost landing gear, but we, we landed. Lost, we, we lost landed. an engine. At different times of the flight, we lost all four engines. There was no power. We thought about blowing it up. There was a terrorist attack on board, but we survived. They started charging you for they snacks. Started, yeah. You want some we, peanuts? That'll be two fifty. Started charging for beer. We traded Gus Edwards for Aiden Hurst, and that's not even a metaphor. Oh, if dude, I, if, dude, if I win, if I win, if I win, if I win the championship, I'm dedicating my championship to Gus Edwards. Nick, didn't I give you Gus Edwards for like a fourth round? Yes. No, 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 no. Gus Edwards was traded for a third, which was then used to draft Puka Nakua. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I know listening to other people's fantasy leagues. Oh, is it always the funnest? But so you traded Gus Edwards for the third and you drafted Puka Nakua. Fantastic value trade for Eric. <laughs> then J.K. Dobbins tears his Achilles and Nick decides now's the time to trade Gus Edwards. And I'm like, okay, that's smart. He has immense value now. You get out of front, you get something. Nick decided to trade Gus Edwards for Hayden Hurst. This was this was in the dark times. This was we we refer to this part of the season as the dark ages. We had just come out of the enlightenment. There, there was no enlightenment. You traded Gus Edwards and Irv Smith Jr. By the way, I did. Trade <laughs> you Jr. also sent a tight end who didn't score points. You already had a tight end that didn't score points. You traded him to get a different tight end. He doesn't score points. Listen, um, if, if you know if if it didn't work out, 
and I wasn't in the playoffs, I it, it I would have been lambasted as one of the worst <laughs> GMs in the league. But somehow that trade put him over <laughs> after the trade of Gus Edwards. Let's see, when did I trade Gus Edwards? I'll, I'll look this up and I'll get back to my record after post. So Eric is nine and five. He was second in the winner's division from the year before, and he was crucified all, all offseason. Eric, do you have any message for the haters? Uh, <laughs> nah, man. That was lame. I don't. I don't because I still have a lot to prove. I'm going to win a playoff game, but fuck around and let me win this shit. I'm going to be full of Kanye moments for the whole offseason, bro. I might just fly to everybody's house and fucking let me stand there. Yo, my God. Every single oh, my one God. Of I traded Gus Edwards on September 11th. Never forget. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) There's a new tragedy. The second most devastating thing that happened in the East Coast. Nick, what was the worst thing that happened to you on September 11th? I traded Gus Edwards. I traded Gus Edwards for Hayden Hurst. (laughs) Oh, bro. Not you losing your flight flight rights. Just trading Gus Edwards Raiders. Yeah, 100%. Oh, dude. All time great. So Nick is six and eight. Nick Nick has now squeaked into the playoffs in the final playoff spot. Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. He's the NFC South <laughs> the NFC South home playoff game is what we're calling Nick right now. Um, Nick's team does can't compete though. Lamar Jackson, Saquon, Javante Williams, C.D. Lamb, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins. It's a fucking stack squad. It's, a, it's OBJ. It's a very good squad to go six and eight with, which is hysterical. So, so my team went six and seven after trading away Gus Edwards. Because <laughs> <laughs> I played, traded him week. one game. <laughs> one week. Oh, boy. Uh, let's go ahead and get into head to head, Eric. Head to head? Yeah, that was enough laughing at Nick. All right. So last week, week 48, tough week for the podcast, man. We only had one guy get a win. It was Jermaine. He went two and one last week. Oh, I went two and one. Uh, his anytime touchdown parlay hit CMC, CD, and Cortland Sutton. Uh, and then he just took obvious winners for money lines. Uh, putting him at 51, 86, and one. He's only down 3.7 units now. Denver money line was a dog. It was an obvious one, dude. The Chargers are useless. Obvious. Nick went 0 and 3. Hell yeah. Putting him at 44, 93, and two, down 13.1 units. Now. Now, Shohei did sign by Monday. Are we doing this for real, dude? Well, don't start this shit. All right. So, all right. Room <laughs> podcast poll. And I'm not going to provide an answer in here, but co- uh, uh, commentator A said that Shohei will sign by Monday. And commentator B said Shohei will sign by Sunday. If you want Shohei to sign before Sunday at ele- at 23:59, that's 11:59 p.m. for you your you civvies out there. Which one is right? Com- commentator A or commentator B? We'll let the roomies decide. Continue, Eric. I'm sorry for interrupting. Good commentator B was right. Uh let me see here. I went 0 and 3. I got robbed. I got robbed, dude. <laughs> How? How did you get robbed? Look at my fucking anytime touchdown. I had Mixon scored, Kamara scored, Rashad White scored, McCaffrey scored. Fucking bitch-ass money couldn't get in the end zone. And then for the wide receivers, DJ Moore scored twice, Safe Flower scored twice, or scored Devontae. Oh, never mind. 
<laughs> I was just upset that Nico got hurt. Anyway, I went 0-3 on 50-88 on the season, down 0.5 units, still in first place. Like my oh, never mind. I was gonna say like my Eagles, but that's a fucking lost stream too. Uh Nevada 0-3, 49-86 and 1, down 7.3 units. He stuck with the hockey bets and it didn't pay off for him. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps betting Connor Bedard, dude. It's so great, dude. <laughs> he's gonna figure it out. Eventually he's gonna learn Corey Perry banged his mom and he's gonna be real pissed. <laughs> Uh, that's what my boy is dealing with this season. He got his mom fucked by his teammate. Oh my god! Former uh, teammate. Former teammate. God, dude. Do you? Can you mentally recover from that? No. <laughs> no. His He's his once pro, his once promising career has been flushed down the toilet. <laughs> bus confirmed. Yeah. Bus confirmed. Uh, all right. So Nick, well, I'll let you take away the what the fuck headline here. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really even need an article to pull up, but Eric, if you want to pull up one, so Shohei Otani signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, 10 years, $700 million, which is an absolutely bonkers deal. When the deal was first announced, I thought to myself, $70 million a year, which really in California state taxes for Shohei is like 36 million. I think someone did the calculation in. Um, yeah. So, so, so the athletics, uh, Fabian Ardea reported on Monday that Shohei's 10 year deal, or $700 million is actually deferred. So Shohei is actually only being paid $2 million a season for the entire length of the deal. That's 10 years, which doing quick math, that's $20 million off. So the rest will arrive without interest between 2034 and 2043. That's $680 million over the next 10 years. If you drop the zero for you math folks, that's $68 million a year Shohei will get. Funny enough, Bobby Bonilla Day ends in 2033, so we will have no break uh, between ridiculous contract years. It's, this, one tops it though. this is just crazy, man. I just, I don't. I, you know, it, this, I, I, I did some research into this and, and, Deferred contracts by the MLBPA CBA, by the current CBA collective bargaining agreement, are legal. It doesn't set a limit on the amount of deferred payments you can make, because I don't think anyone anticipated this would happen. <laughs> but the that fact is, is accurate. The fact that the best player in baseball is getting paid two million dollars a year is absolutely insane. He is the seventeenth highest paid player on the Dodgers. The competitive imbalance this is going to create, like all the names that the Dodgers are linked to now, because they're only paying Shohei two million yeah. per season, is absolutely insane. They're still going to sign. They're they're still in the running for Yamamoto. That's correct, Yamamoto. They have been rumored to uh, be pursuing Snell. <laughs> so if we take <coughs> Otani seventy a year. That is higher than seven teams' current payrolls. The Cleveland Guardians, the Miami Marlins, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Cincinnati Reds, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Baltimore Orioles, and the Oakland Athletics. My God, dude. The Kansas City Royals are at only at $78 million, So, So when it started, Yamamoto was plus 600 to the Dodgers, which is the fourth 
what would it be shortest odds? Yes. So it was the fourth shortest odds. Or sorry, fifth shortest odds. Now he's got uh it was plus two fifty. Dodgers are the shortest odds. And <laughs> and Jun and, and, and Jun Ho Lee just signed with the uh, Giants. The Giants, yeah. Very, very good Korean baseball player. I, I mean like there there's there there's no there's no respite for here's here's my thing. Very famous, and and both of you know this because we've we've had these bar conversations or sitting around conversations before. Your favorite what if in sports history? The MLBPA blocked a move that Alex Rodriguez wanted to do to the Boston Red Sox because it would reduce his at the time record salary down to about five million dollars a year. How is this any different? It's not. It's not. It's not different. They just want him in LA. Like I, I just I. You know the Giants made the same offer, an identical offer. It came out today. Um. Did you guys not see that? I did not see that. No. Shit. I did. Yeah, Barry I, Bonds never won a World Series, right? No. Barry Bonds never did. They went to it in two thousand four, I believe, that's with right, him yeah. and Jeff Kent. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do, man. I think they're trying to make ensure that Shohei has a successful career. Just so I, you guys. Uh, oh man, the San Francisco. Anyway, Giants offered Shohei Otani same seven hundred million with six hundred eighty million deferred deal. It's on the San Francisco Chronicle, but you have to, they have paywalls. So, I I do love the memes that are happening though. So so by the way, if if we if we want to plug this in, and I, I did today, or well when it came out, plug the Shohei Otani deal into our free agent tracker, our wins tracker. For, for room 303. The Dodgers get an instant 10 win boost. To a hundred and some win team already? That combined with the moves that they've made this offseason has them at a 116 <laughs> win team. What other moves did they make? Uh, I don't I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Just right, I'll look it up. Yeah, they're they're linked to Josh Hader as well. <laughs> Well, I like. I mean, what, you you have no hit on your play uh, your payroll. You signed you, two million. You, you, you spent two million dollars for ten wins. You know what I mean? Like, of course you're linked to all these dudes. It's just like there was already a competitive imbalance, and now you're going to allow the team that should be able to afford to pay him. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, it's like you know, like. The spirit of competition has been absolutely crushed in the last two and a half, three weeks. The, the college football playoff committee leave out an undefeated Power Five school. Now Shohei is signing this six hundred eighty million deferred contract. It's crazy. If the Dodgers, like, what's the disappointment factor? If the Dodgers win two, is that a disappointment? <laughs> I don't know. <coughs> Maybe. I mean, no, no team is over the the luxury tax right now. Is Freddie Freeman? Did Freddie Freeman ever win MVP? Uh, he has won, I believe. All right, I got the I got the Dodgers here. So Victor Gonzalez, right? Uh, relief was it right-handed pitcher or relief pitcher? RP right-handed, right-handed pitcher. Joe Kelly, right-handed pitcher. Shohei Otani, TWP. Uh, Jorbit Vivas, a second baseman. Wander Suero. Pitcher Jason Hayward, outfield Lance Lynn, uh, SP switch pitcher, starting starting pitcher, starting pitcher. Yanni Hernandez, shortstop Eduardo Salazar, uh, 
right-handed pitcher, and then Ricky Venasco and Blake Training. So in that in 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 that Eric, that's relief pitcher. RP is relief pitcher. Okay. Yeah, I mean the Joe Kelly move, the Lance Lynn move, the. I mean, I mean the 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 Blake Trahan move to to bring Blake Trahan back. So they did sign Joe Kelly after all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward is a low is a was the low key a really good signing for the Dodgers. Uh, he played well for them last year. Fifteen yeah. home yeah. runs and forty RBIs. And he came back on a team friendly deal. Yep. Uh, Fred, Freeman Freeman won the MVP in twenty twenty. Yeah. So Shohei is joining two former MVPs. And and the second and third MVP runner up from this past season. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like this is how can anyone sit here and like they, and their salary cap is the most free salary cap of any team. Uh show show I <laughs> so so the players you talked about, Mookie Betts and, and Freddie Freeman make up forty two percent of the Dodgers current payroll. Uh, Shohei makes up 1.5%. He's the lowest paid player on the starting roster. Uh, he is uh, not the lowest paid player. That that would go to Blake Tryane and uh, Ricky. And the starting lineup, though, one through nine? Oh, starting lineup. Yeah, yeah one through nine. Sorry. I apologize. They, they, I saw it on Instagram today. Yeah. I mean, maybe Will Smith. Will Smith might. Now, Will Smith is going to get 9 7. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's. The best player in baseball is be sad. the least expensive starter for your team. It's crazy. If you compare him with salaries on the Dodgers right now, he is tied with Gavin Lux, and he is just above a player. I think you you both would would agree is a household name. That'd be Yancey Almonte. Hey, yeah, he's what is how many teams is this for him? Now? Eric, Eric, what position does Yancey Almonte <laughs> play without looking it up? I don't know, shortstop. Nope, he's a relief pitcher, switch pitcher, switch pitcher. I like, I, I just, I, I just don't, I don't know anymore. Oh, he played for the Rockies, he did play for the Rockies. <laughs> He's 30 years old. He's going to win a World Series now. So, look, do we play next season? No. Yes. Yes, because of the Dodgers' lack of success in the, <laughs> in the, in the playoffs. If, yes. if, if they do not win next year, yes. how big a disappointment is that? It's huge. I think it's the biggest disappointment since the Patriots were undefeated and lost the Super Bowl. Damn, they haven't even played the game yet. Because because they're because they're going to bring in, like you said, I, it, it, even even if they sign <laughs> one of the three players you've mentioned, Snell, Hader, it's Yamamoto, it's not, I, it, it's not fair. And they have the room to do it. They're going to add one or more pieces. They're going to be active at the trade deadline. This Dodgers team already basically sleepwalks to a hundred wins. Now you have Sho- Shohei Otani. I mean, just don't fire Dave Roberts. <laughs> the league is safe as long as Dave Roberts. <laughs> as long as they have Dave Roberts, we're good. All right, you guys got anything else on the Shohei thing other than how immensely sad? Uh, like, what's I don't even want to watch baseball anymore. The only thing is big ups to him as far as like he's not going to have to buy a new house, sell all the shit. 
and also by deferring, and once he retires and moves back to Japan, the tax structure over there is crazy different. He's not going to be paying those California taxes on that $680 million he's going to be getting. It's actually, I mean, it benefits the Dodgers, but it also benefits him down the line, too, to not be getting those crazy I'm 52% of your money taken away from you with the state of California. I'm pretty sure California is changing those fucking tax laws, though. Oh, dude, to they, make yeah, sure they, they get it? They got 680 on the table to change it. That was Yeah, they made – changes for like people who get California jobs and then work remote. Mm-hmm. They've made changes for that. So I, I, uh, they long story short, they're going to get their tax out of that, man. We'll see. <laughs> Unless he has better lawyers, the, the state of California, dude, but they, they fucking. Who has better lawyers, the Yakuza or the state of California? <laughs> We're just putting Shohei with the coos now. Of course, dude, that's his people. Well, you don't want to get the two confused, right? Jacuzzi and Yakuza, or else you find yourself in hot water with the Japanese mafia. Couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. Uh, actually, can I give a shout out for the for the week that actually is specifically today? Shout out FS eighty sixes. I'm I'm doing one to apply for a security clearance right now. Mm-mm. Well, upgrade a security clearance. Never have I racked my brain so much for a house I lived in for six months and looking at Amazon addresses and former credit card bills to try to find an address. So, so shout out to you FS 86 for making me remember every address over the past 10 years. It's not fun to fill out, dude. None of you made my SF 76. So, or FS 86. I think it's, I think it's SF. It is SF. Yeah. You keep saying FS. San Francisco, 86. <laughs> San Francisco, George Kittle. No, Anyways, nobody cares about Nick's boring form that he's filling out. Let's go ahead and get into the NFL 14 review. I'm breaking up. Just kidding. What are your two takeaways for the week, Eric? Uh, takeaway number one, he's going to go to Philadelphia, is that um, – Brian Johnson needs to be fired. All right. Let me tell you something here. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Let me tell you something. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me get through this without crying. Jalen Hurts has an expected completion percentage of 61.6% this season. That's the second lowest in the NFL. That's his expected completion percentage. Uh, Hurts is presented with the second most difficult throws on average in the entire NFL. Uh, basically, Hurts' completion percentage over expectation is plus 4.9%, the highest in the NFL. So he's doing the most with the least. So basically what that's telling me is it's not Jalen Hurts that's broken. It's the system that's broken. Now you ask me, how do we know this? The Eagles are eighth in yards per attempt and sixth in success rate when throwing between the numbers. But they are 30th in the league uh, in a number of possessions that play, that are played in the middle. Of the <coughs> Running back screens, they have the fourth highest conversion rate. We use it at the 28th, the, the 28th percentage in the league. Running uh, Slants, the Eagles are seventh in success rate on slants. We are 22nd in usage on slants. The curls, we rank number one in curl in curl success rate. We rank 28th in the league in attempting in in usage in curls. We're winning games where we were winning games and it, like making up for a lot of bad shit. And we got exposed by two good defenses back to back. Uh Brian Johnson Brian Johnson is not qualified to be an offensive coordinator for this team. He needs to go. I don't care if we go if we go if we win the rest of the season, we make the playoffs. If we don't win a Super Bowl, he's got to he's got to go because he's he's crippled this offense. It's like watching 
the Carolina Panthers offense, but if they had a bunch of stars and they just couldn't fucking get it together is what it feels like. And that's not disrespect. It's just saying that your receivers don't get separation. You know what I mean? Like, it's just horrible. False. And we also are not running the fucking ball with the number one offensive line for running the football. It's fucking pathetic that a team who has so much success, the very next year they get fucking raped for their fucking offensive and defensive coordinators. It's so fucking annoying. They got to change. And I guess they can't change the rule because it's fair that these guys get head coaching opportunities after having a great season. But it's absolute dog shit, man. It's absolute dog shit that the personnel has not changed, but the system is fucked. And it's just really annoying. And I'm over it. I want Brian Johnson gone, and I want Sean Desai gone. I want Nick Sirianni to stay there forever. Uh, but that's my take. I'm sick. I'm just – and the media turn on the Eagles. I'm not giving up on the season. I still have hope, but it just looks bad, man. It just looks bad on the offensive end and then uh, and on the, in the defensive. But we'll move on from that. And then the other one is uh, – uh, we had a game that ended 3-0. That's the status of the league this year. No quarterbacks. So many quarterbacks injured. We had a game that ended 3-0. First 3-0 game since 2007 and just the seventh since 1966 in the Super Bowl era. Yeah, it was 0-0 until like 15 seconds left in the game too. Like <laughs> – like it was, it was a walk off winner. Damn like I've seen games like six three, like the Ravens and, and you know Browns or Ravens and Steelers back in the day. But that shit was six three because people were out there murdering each other. This was just boring football. Yeah, the two oh. offenses were murdering each other. <laughs> this dude went one fifty. He hit it at the one fifty seven mark. What's this? Uh, they played forty eight minutes. They played fifty eight minutes of football. Two, two games being played in Las Vegas, and the Golden Knights outscored the Raiders by five. <laughs> Same night. Uh, all right, so uh, I, I guess my my re my 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 rebuck for Eric is shut up. Like <laughs> like like honestly, your team is ten and three. You uh -huh. lost to a Cowboys team that you haven't beat in seven years. Look at the statistics. You haven't beat Dallas in Dallas in seven years. I don't care who your offensive coordinator is. You can't beat Dallas in Dallas. You're ten and three. Uh -huh. Shut up. Okay. Don't compare the Eagles to the Carolina Panthers. You were fourteen and three last year. Yeah, it's you have a good team. I, I had I'm these. Not, I said had I'm these, not giving up hope on the season. I, you but, had these same struggles last year. No, we didn't. Yes, you did. You, <laughs> did. you didn't run the ball. Your wide receivers couldn't get separation. Everything was on Jalen Hurts to run. These are the same issues you had last year. It's the same shit you pitched about last year. And you went to the fucking Super Bowl. Shut up. No, I don't agree. <laughs> don't, not ever, don't ever compare the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> to the Carolina Panthers. I know you're not trying to make it offensive, but I'm offended for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Look, the, the Philadelphia Eagles have scored 342 points this year. The Carolina Panthers have scored 197. Oh, yeah. I was going to say they're outscored by 342. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've given up 341. I, it's just, it's, it's, I, I get it. You're an Eagles fan and, and you, or you're a passionate fan. These are the same issues you had last year. And he went to the Super Bowl. Look, you can have a good a kid that's well behaved and looks good in public, but if he's a fucking, you know, you, you got to correct some issues sometimes to make him a fucking champion kid. Eric, that's all I'm talking about. I'm just talking about there needs to be changes. Eric, Nick Sirianni needs to tell fucking Brian Johnson, look, curls, slants, AJ Brown, one of the best. He's Debo Samuel Light when he has the ball in his hands. 
Let's use that to our advantage. Eric, it's fucking annoying that you don't just get a pass because your record is ten and three. Now, you have to actually fucking. But you run. do. You do get a pass. I, I think that's wrong. I think I think that's when people lose their drive and their and you know they get comfortable and complacent. Right. That looks like a six and seven season. I guess a ten and three season in which you lose to a team that you haven't beat in seven years. That's just a trend. That's I just mean, who I, can't beat Dallas and Dallas. I understand because a lot of teams can't beat Dallas and Dallas. Yeah. I get what you're saying, dude. But and and just, I got I got news for you. All kids are assholes at home. Are they? Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So that's so I that's my my Eric Eric took my my two my two takeaways. So I'll I'll, I'll move ahead with this. Brock Purdy with his uh with his whereas I just had it with his 300 and his uh, 19 pass completions for 368 yards and two touchdowns now moves ahead of Kurt Warner for the most yards per attempt average in NFL history with 9.9. So you can say, oh, he only throws (laughs) and and Brock Birdie doesn't throw the ball down the field, but he's tied with Kurt Warner for, 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 for actually he's leading Kurt Kurt Warner by decimal places, 9.9 yards per attempt all time. Uh, also on this list, number three, Chris Chandler. Can you tell me what team Chris Chandler, Chris Chandler played for in 1998? Chris Chandler. Chris oh, Chandler. Why did I think that was the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, maybe it was. Hold on. Let's see. Chris Chandler. I have. It no was clue. not. Okay, it was the team that I thought it was. Okay. Chris Chandler. Quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons in 1998. Jesus Christ. Also on the list, Kurt Warner, number two, Chris Chandler, three, Matt Ryan, uh, number four in 2016, and Aaron Rodgers in 2011. So that's that's takeaway number one is Brock Purdy, I think, is a legitimate quarterback. And I think people need to stop slandering him. He's he's a he's a good quarterback in an elite offense. Or he's a great quarterback in an elite offense. Either way, he keeps doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think he's good. And, I'm not going to dis- dispute that. Takeaway number two: Are the Kansas City Chiefs the worst losers in human history? <laughs> oh my God, those crybabies, man! It, I, like, that was a bad look. It was a bad look. Like, like, like <laughs> the the comments after the like it was almost like they made comments during the game, and those were bad. Mahomes not shaking. Josh Allen's hand, but instead saying him that's the worst fucking call I've ever seen. That's a bad look. But then every single member of the Chiefs doubling down on this terrible take and asking them why they call, why would you call, why would you do your job in a critical time to do your job? Like you can't. He was offsides by a mile though. He was offsides. And then to say you can't take that away from Travis Kelsey's legacy. (laughs) You can't like Andrew Reed was upset because the the officials didn't give him d- didn't let him know that Tony was offsides. I see now that the refs do that all the time. Right. They do do that all the time. So that one is like the one gripe I will give them legitimately. But they're not supposed to they don't have to. No. And, and also it's, it's not the ref is going to run up to you and be like, "Hey, scooch back a little bit." Right. Like you gotta you gotta be the one pursuing that ask. Uh yeah, the whole thing, it's a bad luck, dude. 
And then, and then of course, let's let's say this happens to the Buffalo Bills and Stephon Diggs is offsides and Josh Allen reacts the same way because Josh Allen has reacted the same way before. He's a crybaby. He's not the leader of the Buffalo Bills. This is why Stephen Diggs or Stephon Diggs wants a trade, right? Yeah. Mahomes acts like that. And what do you hear everybody say? The same shit that gets apl- applied to Brady. Oh, he's just a competitor. What, what what a guy that wants to he just wants to compete and he wants to win for his for his team. You lambasted Cameron Newton after he walked out of the Super Bowl, rightfully so, because he wasn't mature enough to sit there and listen to a team beat him. Fine, apply the same thing to Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes Mahomes can't even shake Josh Allen's hand and say, "Hey, you did it. You had a good job." You had the lead with a minute 30 left. And then a penalty took took that away. He couldn't even say, hey, good game. You put yourself in a position to win to Josh Allen. He he had to say, wah, 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 worst call ever. <coughs> what, what what did you say, Jermaine? And, uh, and of anyone, if anyone's allowed to bitch about referee calls, it should be Saints fans. What have you <laughs> said or, or, or about the Saints calls? There's still time left. Yeah. 130 yeah. left. I don't think that was a fourth down. It was not. Patrick Mahomes, the other that's the other thing that you have to talk about with it with this. Patrick Mahomes didn't start blowing up until after they ran the three next plays that all failed. Uh instead of getting, you know, some yards, they went deep on all of them and they all failed. And then they had to give the ball back. So it's like you didn't bitch until after you knew the result. After you knew the result didn't go your way, that's when you started bitching. And so that made it look even worse from that perspective. Also, Also, for him to say that's the worst call he's ever fucking seen when Josh Allen got hosed (laughs) against him, right? Like when Josh Allen has continually gotten hosed against Kansas City Chiefs is crazy. To say that, to sit there and say that when you won the Super Bowl on a bullshit call. Inside two minutes that the refs made. Inside two minutes. The refs bailed you out and won you a Super Bowl on the least egregious pass interference call in the history of the NFL. And and this is how you're going to react when, when a call goes against you? It's a bad look. It's It's such a bad look. And what blows my mind is that nobody's – it feels like nobody – and I haven't seen very many things. I've seen like Rich Eisen react. Well, also, we don't, we don't watch Talking Heads. So <laughs> not we, anymore. So we yeah. need to get Eric back in here to let us know what the Talking yeah, Heads Yeah, Eric will have to let us know about the Talking Heads. But it's like I saw Rich Eisen react, and he even he was just like, are you fucking kidding me, Kansas City? Like, <laughs> I, I do love Rich Eisen. So, like, I, I just – my it's like – how how do you how do you feel like you should be able <laughs> to how you should you feel like you should be able to call this out you think it was that bad yeah like no it wasn't even close to that bad yeah i literally sent a compilation to the to the instagram chat of of just all the blown calls that have gone in the chiefs favors yeah the pass interference calls that they lost to the Green Bay Packers on 
they were less upset about those calls than this correct call. The uh, the pass interference ones were incorrect. They didn't call it. <laughs> this one, this one is the correct call. They're more upset about this one than that pass interference. So like, make it make sense. I don't get that. Yeah, I like. I can't, buddy. Can't make it make sense. Yeah, you know what's funny is like Patrick Mahomes is a pretty likable dude, but the more he's in the limelight, he's he's going to be here for a very long time because everyone's already starting to call him the goat. Um, you kind of make sense why his brother and his sister are in his circle. <laughs> like like begets like is what you're saying. Yeah, it kind of just feels like that. Like maybe Patrick Mahomes is kind of a shitty dude. Yeah, I mean, my my thing is, you you didn't if if a guy is getting popular, but you don't want him to become your your head of the the head of your league, the 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 poster boy of your league. You say stuff he does is childish and immature and not very good for a role model, right? I I keep going back to Cam because I do defend him so staunchly. When he was dancing, it was not sportsmanlike. He had committed murder, dude. Right, right. It was not sportsmanlike. When he was giving, you know, they, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even praise him for giving balls away to children. Like he, that was like a crime. Remember, yeah, he was being yeah. persecuted. It was a crime of the century. Yeah. And then they decided that they were gonna they were gonna um, find him. And Cam Newton was like, okay, fine. Yeah, okay, $5,000 to give a ball to a kid. Cool. And he kept doing it. And he kept giving them two kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wouldn't give him to a, wouldn't just flip him into the stands, would find a kid. Sometimes would push guy. I've watched games where he pushed guys out of the way to give it to a kid. Or he gave it to the kid. The dude grabbed it and he had to be like, no, give that back. <laughs> yeah, give you, it to the kid, you, asshole. You ape. All right. All right. Eric's, Eric's back. Eric. We're discussing Patrick Mahomes uh -huh. and how the talking heads have now applied the Brady-isms to Mahomes and how he's such a – he can't control his emotions because he's a competitor. Yeah. But if but if, ev but, but if any other quarterback does it – like let's say Josh Allen loses in overtime and has typically been very professional with being like, it's on me and blah, blah, blah. But he's had some – Josh Allen has had some times where he's reacted and they've been like, how immature. Yeah. Or the classic case is Cam Newton, right? Whenever Cam Newton was dancing, it was unsportsmanlike. Whenever Cam Newton walked out of the Super Bowl press conference, he was the worst role model for kids. And yet, and yet, cameras catch, you know, Patrick Mahomes saying to Josh Allen, "That's the worst call ever, worst well, fucking call ever." It was, and also, three minutes of him being held back from chasing after the refs, three or four plays after. It wasn't immediately like that play was called. He was in the ref space. It was three or four plays after, and he started blowing up on the sideline. But go ahead, Eric. Sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It's 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 BS. Like I don't I don't know why some QBs get a pass and some don't. That was childish behavior. We crucified LeBron for throwing that tantrum against the Celtics, right? And well, we did. Well, we did. Yeah. Oh, the media kind of did too. Yeah, the, the media kind of did. Dragged. That was excessive. But dragged. I do agree with you guys. Like Brady breaking windows, surface things, and slamming helmets and. They would always Shout say he's such Saints. a he's such a competitor. He just wants to win, right? I think every other fucking quarterback in the league wants to win, but nobody wants to. There is not a single grown fucking man in the National Football League that wants to lose, or in America. 
And I will say this for everything. There might be a few in America. For everything that Cam Newton or any of the examples that you gave, Tom Brady has had more scandals in the NFL that have led to rule changes. And uh, Patrick Mahomes has the two most detrimental things. The Kansas City Chiefs has the three most detrimental things that happened in the NFL in the last 10 years. But two of them belong to Patrick Mahomes, and that's his wife and his brother. That's funny because Jermaine brought that up too. Maybe Did he? Patrick, maybe Patrick Mahomes is a shitty person. That being said, give me Kansas City minus nine and a half next week. <laughs> Lock them in. Lock, Lock them in. Century. Lock them in. Are you guys no, pretty deep? No, no, we haven't even done my no, takeaways. No. All right, Jermaine, go. We were we got stuck on Patrick Mahomes just because I was blown away by it. I'm yeah, I'm just I, I'm just so frustrated in 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 his like just apparent lack of and and eric this is close to your heart but jermaine mentioned also you got like like they patrick mahomes goes you know you you can't make that call in that in that situation like motherfucker the refs made the call for you in the super bowl with the most egregious holding inside of five yards you've ever seen and this isn't the first time the chiefs have been fucked by a uh a player being lined up off sides it happened to them with uh Houston? Was it Houston that was lined up against the uh no the so the pass rusher was um Oh, no, oh man Derek it was Thomas? it was oh, that's way too old. No, I think it was Jones. No, it wasn't Chris Jones. No, no, no. Wasn't it another Jones, Chandler? Was it Frank Clark? Frank Clark. Frank, yeah, Frank, Frank. Frank Clark was against the Patriots when Tom Brady threw the interception in mm-hmm. the AFC Championship game. And then they called it back because of that. So like Yes, it's. I guess that's two examples of it happening against you, but it happens. Like that play gets cold. You can't line up in the in the neutral zone. You can't do it. Yeah, that, and that's what I like. It, if he was a little offsides, all right, maybe you got to leg to stand out. My and, my guy was was past edge rusher's hand. And I kept hearing that they're supposed to give you a, a a warning. They first of all, he did it four times in the game, and they only called that one. Secondly, which is bad, if he did it four times and he called that one, that is shitty. But secondly, why does a grown ass man need a, a fucking who gets paid millions of dollars need a fucking reminder of where to line up at? It's one of the most basic things you learn in football. Line up behind the fucking football. Yeah, I mean the it's refs. That fucking the, hard. The, the refs. Right. Oh, there it is. Let me step back a second. The refs do tell wide receivers all the time, but well, also wide receivers have to ask though. <laughs> they do have to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the refs aren't just volunteering like, hey man, <laughs> back up. <laughs> like, they yeah, are. You've seen the point to the side, right, Eric? Yeah. Like, he's not being like, check me out to the fans. Yeah. <laughs> he's asking a ref in my line good? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. So, um, no, so my takeaways, I, I wanted to re, I wanted to do a blind resume for one, and then I'll get into my other one after that. Okay. Right, so, uh, blind resume. So, you have 18 for 26, 119 yards. 4.6 average, two touchdowns, one interception, one sack, 32.8 QBR, and 88.5 rating. So that's player A. Player B, 13 for 36, 137 yards, 3.8 average, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, four sacks, uh, 12.6 QBR, and 48 rating. Can you tell me who quarterback A is and who quarterback B is? Quarterback B is Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> no, that's a great guess. Though. I love the guess. Quarterback A, Justin Fields. 
No, that's actually a good guess, but no, Justin okay. Fields. Uh... Eric, your guesses. Man, that was this weekend? That was this weekend. That was this weekend. Uh, was it the Vikings game? Aiden O'Connell and uh, Fuckface? No, that's a that's a great guess as well. Oh. It is, it's not that game. Was it Patrick Mahomes and no. Josh? No, both, <laughs> both quarterbacks are in a game against each other. They're not in the game. They are in the game against each other. Man, who threw the ball 36 times? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Player B is Bryce Young. Player B is Bryce Young. All right. I knew I recognized those stats from somewhere. Player A was Derek Carr. Derek Carr had 31 passing yards. Going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, what an awful game. I mean, I, I didn't even – the game was so bad, I didn't even smack talk Jermaine. <laughs> like, I just couldn't. I, I, I could not come up with any smack talk to, to send you, dude. I could – it was just awful. How, how it ended 28-6, to six, I have no idea. We scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. No, I know. I Of course I know. But, but like, what I'm saying is Derek Carr didn't out-duel Bryce Young. That was a hot potato of a football game. It no, was, you have it. It was awful. And now the Saints continue to do – the reason why we haven't fixed our quarterback problem is we're, we're a good enough football team to – just be in contention and then be eliminated with one or two weeks left in the season. And here we are again, six and seven, tied for the division lead with the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and we have another shot at winning the division and playing a playoff game, dude. What in the fuck is going on? All that to be said from that point, I want Giants plus six this week. I There is no way... We can barely beat the Panthers like that and be favored by six points. That's too big a spread. Uh, the last takeaway I have from that is, uh, is there a quarterback controversy in uh, Cincinnati? No. <laughs> what about in uh, Seattle? No. Drew Locke and Jake Browning both balled the fuck out this week, dude. <laughs> I think Drew Locke is good for – Drew Locke is good for like a Matt Flynn type game. Drew Locke is good for like a game that'll keep him in the league for like another five to seven years. And Drew Locke is a guy that Justin Herbert owners are gonna have to start this week. <laughs> That's brutal. Oh man, the injuries this year have been shenanigans. Let's get into the week fifteen betting slate. Yeah, so week fifteen betting slate. Uh two teams coming off the bye. That'd be the uh Arizona Cardinals, John Gannon. Uh, first year head coach, Arizona one and three straight up and against the spread since 2019 coming off the bye. The other team, the Washington commanders, Ron Rivera has been the commander's head coach since 2020. They are one and two straight up and against the spread in his tenure there as a head coach since 2011, Carolina Panthers, 2011, 2019, uh, riverboat Ron is six and eight straight up five and nine against the spread as the head coach. Um, that's all to say, uh, who are they playing? That's all to say, give me the Rams minus six and a half. 
and then I'll have some I'll, I'll have some more tidbits about the uh, Arizona San Francisco game, but I don't think I'll be taking any action in it. Last week uh, we tried to fade the Rams going to Baltimore and playing the Ravens. That didn't work out so well. Uh, this week there are no West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast early. However, Eric's Eagles do travel to the West Coast in prime time to play the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is plus four. I know all that stuff that I talked about the Eagles uh, and how good they are. Give me Seattle plus four based on that. Teams, uh, East Coast teams traveling West Coast in prime time this year, one and two straight up and against the spread. Uh, five teams last week scored less than 10 points. The Carolina Panthers, the Houston Texans, the, uh, we already talked about this, but the Minnesota Vikings and the, uh, Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles chargers. Uh, when teams score less than 10 points and they are the dogs this year, this week or the week after, excuse me. Uh, that would be the Carolina Panthers, three-point dogs, the Houston Texans, two-and-a-half-point dogs, the Minnesota Vikings, three-and-a-half-point dogs, and the Chargers, three-point dogs. Teams are 15-12-4 and four as dogs of less than 10 points. That's 55%. Uh, give me Carolina plus three. <coughs> give me Minnesota plus three-and-a-half. And then the Chargers and the Raiders play each other. Since the Raiders have moved to Las Vegas, they have won twice and lost once. They're on a two-game winning streak in Las Vegas. However, the total has not been under 47 since the Raiders moved. Right now, the total is set at 34, though. I would like over 34. I know Justin Herbert's out. Who cares? Give me over 34. Too low. Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. It's a shootout. Easton Stick. What a name. It's a very good name. Kind uh, of, what kind of stick is he? Kind of sticks, kind of kind of sticks to you, right? <laughs> ah, that's that's really bad. Um two games this this week where the spread is over nine and a half points. This year, the trend is actually when the spread is greater than nine and a half points. You want to take the over. The over on the year is 22 and 12 or sorry, 22 and 11 in games over with a spread is greater than nine and a half points. Two games this week, uh, KC and New England and San Francisco, Arizona. Give me the KC New England over 37. That's too low. And then favorites, when the spread is greater than equal to nine and a half, they are 19 and 14 against the spread this year, 27 and seven straight up. Give me KC minus nine and a half because... Also, here's a, a little a little Nick factoid. KC, when facing a rest disadvantage since 2019, is 9-7 against the spread. The New England Patriots in that same time frame, they have the rest advantage from playing in Thursday night football. 3-8 and eight against the spread. So give me KC minus 9.5. Uh, more division matchups. Uh, the, the, the second game where the spread is over 9.5, that's San Francisco-Arizona. Arizona is 13.5-point dogs playing at home. However, uh, this game, when playing in Arizona, Arizona is actually three, or sorry, Arizona is two and three in the last five. However, the spread has been inside eight points uh, four of the last five. Uh, I don't want any action on that game. That was just a, that was just a little Nick tidbit. Uh, three more division games uh, to cover. 
Houston and Tennessee, Houston traveling into into Tennessee, they are three and two in the last five years. That spread has been outside three the last five years. Uh, I think Tennessee wins this game. Give me Tennessee minus three. Uh, it's minus two and a half right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll take minus. Uh, what, what's my minus three? Probably gets me a couple of points, so I'll take minus three. It's it's probably if it's minus one eighteen <laughs> and a half, you'll probably get it even money or close to even money. Probably minus one hundred five at uh, at minus three. Uh, the New York Jets and Miami. New York has not won in Miami in the last five years. Um, actually since 2015, they have not beaten Miami, Miami. However, the spread has been inside eight, four of the last five. Give me the New York jets with zipper. Zachy will. Hey, my guys on the road. Give me jets plus nine. Let's go. Uh, but one, one final note, um, other than the Carolina plus three action on here, Atlanta, when traveling into Carolina, uh, last year broke their four-game win streak traveling into Carolina. All spreads in the last five have been outside eight points. Jermaine, I would ask you to look up what the Carolina Panthers – what can we get Carolina Panthers minus and, and see if, if we can take that Carolina Panthers spread. So Carolina minus? Carolina minus. Carolina minus, can we get Carolina minus eight? Oh, geez. Yeah, give me Carolina minus eight plus 359. I'll take the Carolina Panthers uh, minus eight as well on top of that Carolina plus three. Uh, And then my final bet of the week for Knicks Nuggets, uh, Green Bay, after playing on Monday Night Football, they go in with a rest disadvantage. To play Tampa Bay, they are twelve and eight with a rest disadvantage. Tampa Bay with a rest advantage, seven seven and one. Uh, give me the Green Bay Packers minus three and a half. What do you gentlemen have on this week fifteen betting slate? Eric, go ahead. Uh, so my three picks, I'm going to go. Um, where is it at here? Let me see. I'm going to do lost. Uh, sorry, Kansas City versus uh, New England. I'm going to do the under thirty seven. Oh. Uh, the Patriots look god awful, and Kansas doesn't look the Kansas City doesn't look the same. I'm gonna take uh, Chicago Bears money line plus one forty five at Cleveland, and I'm gonna take uh, Arizona Cardinals plus thirteen and a half. So some uh, big risk bets there, uh, <laughs> dude. This Chargers. This Chargers Raiders game, like no Justin Herbert, you gotta bet Raiders minus three, right? Wrong. Give me Chargers money line. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Chargers money line. Hey, uh, Eric or Jermaine, can you look to see what this game to end in a tie is? Chargers Raiders? Chargers Raiders to end in a tie. Let's see. I think it might be under game props. Because I doesn't this just feel like a game that that, that there's no e- either this feels like there's no touchdown scored in this game or it's a tie. Let's see, longest touchdown, winning margin tie plus six thousand. Eric, I'll I'll take the tie plus six thousand. Chargers, <laughs> Chargers, Raiders. 
Uh, if you're taking the tie, um, take overtime as well. Let me just find that. Overtime, yes, is plus 1,100. Could I parlay the two together? Uh, you probably have to check on your phone for that. That's true. All right, let's let's. I'll, I'll take a look at it because I don't have my I don't have an account. You said plus eleven hundred for that one. Plus eleven hundred for that one. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to take a tie, it has to go to overtime to do it. So you might as well, <laughs> you might as well rock both. And if you can par- parlay that, that's absolutely bonkers, uh, dude. Josh Dobbs. He, he hit his quota of, of playbooks. Is that what happened with Josh Dobbs? Yeah. He's got, he's got too many plays running around. He looks like he forgot how to play football now. Big brain energy. <laughs> Nick Mullins is the starting quarterback now, so we have Nick Mullins versus Jake Browning. This game is, is just an absolute shit show. It's 10 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> and I'm going to take the over 39 and a half because I'm just rooting for chaos now. Um This is such an incredibly big matchup. Pittsburgh Steelers and Indianapolis Colts are both playoff teams right now at seven and six. They're the sixth and seventh seed. And this is such a big matchup. Give me Steelers money line at plus 110. Um, I'm going to continue to bet with Mike Tomlin until he has a losing record. Um, Give me the Detroit Lions minus five. Against the Denver Broncos. Oh, I actually want to switch one of mine. All right. Uh, then I'll take. The, I'm going to take the Chiefs of uh, Patriots over thirty-seven. And I'm going to take Giants Saints over thirty-seven, as well as Giants plus six. Okay. Uh, give me. If this is dependent on Tyreek Hill playing. If Tyreek Hill plays, then I don't want it. But if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, then I want Jets money line plus three seventy. Uh, then, oh man, in Joe Flacco we trust. I won't ride with Eric, but I do like that that money line bet. <laughs> Did you take Carolina money line, Nick? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna yeah. I'll I'll take Carolina money line. Because I'm gonna ride with you, dude. Because I need Atlanta to lose, so I'm gonna ride with you. Give me Carolina money line plus yeah. 36. That is the dumbest bet of the week. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Houston, Tennessee under 38. It doesn't look like they offered, unfortunately. Oh, you, you can't you can't parlay can't, can't parlay it now. Um. <clears throat> I want Dallas Buffalo over 51, though. No, that's not true. Give me under 51. Under 51. And boy, oh boy. Yeah, and then I, I that's all I'm gonna take for this week. Okay. I think I think that's it. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that Baltimore Jacksonville bet? I mean Baltimore. game. Baltimore? Baltimore minus whatever it is, what, four? Three? Mi- minus three and a half. Yeah, take it. Yeah, I, I feel like Baltimore always seems to play really well against teams that are good. But like last week, the Baltimore is the king of like don't prep because it's a because <laughs> it's a bad team. Like, well, I, like the Rams like, are a playoff team though, aren't they? 
But yeah, are, are do we do we do the Rams look like a playoff team when they have a running back? I mean, they look pretty game against Baltimore because yeah. Baltimore is the ultimate play to level of your competition football. We team. we can we can't have every team be that team. How That's many teams Baltimore. have how many teams have we said that for now? Baltimore, the Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Los Titans. Angeles Chargers. Um, I I think I'm out on the ten. I, I think I'm out on on the Chargers as a as a play to your level team. I think they have a max level. I think Eric and I should issue an apology at the end of the season for picking the Los Angeles Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that, that should be a public apology in which you apologize to the the players, the favorite head coach, most importantly, Jesus Christ. Bro, like, we have gotten that one so wrong. How many times have we hitched our wagons to the Los Angeles Chargers only for this to happen? They're the anti-Utah Jazz of this podcast. <laughs> Fuck it. I was talking to Eric today about I was like, I'm just never gonna be on board with Donovan Mitchell, dude. It's just it's just not me. They're the Chargers are the anti-Utah Jazz of this podcast. The Chargers <laughs> will the Chargers and Miles Garrett will be synonymous with always being picked. Uh, dude, Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. <laughs> I'm locking in, lock me in for 2024, dog. <laughs> Already. <laughs> you guys got anything else for the Tens and Tens? Uh, this I is it just me or is is football almost becoming an unwatchable product this year? It's it's there. I have not been watching a ton lately. I've it's, been like watching quarters of games and then like that was enough. But you're sw- but you're switching games, right? A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, you're not we, you're we started not watching it with sound cuz it's just like it's been bad, dude. I think I think this is I think I'm gonna term this season, 2023, 2024, the ultimate red zone season. Yeah, red, red zone, yeah, because it, it it polishes the turd, you know what I mean? It's all like, you need oh, to see. Just good. every okay. touchdown from every game, and there hasn't been a lot. And it's like the the big time matchups, right? Because we've had a lot. They just haven't really seemed to deliver. There's been a lot of blowouts in the big time matchups, right? Yeah. Like I mean, Dallas Dallas got blown out. San Francisco got blown out by the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Remember? 34 to 3. Yeah. Dallas comes back and blows out Philly. (laughs) Jacksonville got blown out by San Francisco, I think. (laughs) San Francisco blew out Philly. There's got to be other instances, Eric. I'm not just picking on Philly. You're definitely just just picking Philly. I'm 100% not. Uh, Jermaine, 70 to 20, nobody could think of that. The what? 70 to 20, nobody wants to talk about that. There you go. Well, that's not a prime time. I wasn't thinking the, the Dolphins and the we Broncos. Were, we were, so we were just picking We were picking the matchups you would expect to be good, right? Like So Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, 49ers, anyone with an awesome record that the Eagles played. And the Eagles have played them all. The Eagles have played the Bills, the Chiefs, the, the Cowboys, the 49ers. I mean, they kind of had a fucking crazy schedule. Number one hardest schedule in the league. And they're 10 and three, Eric. Get over it. <laughs> Listen, let me moat for my week. All right. No. I fucking hate losing to Dallas more than no. anything. You I'd haven't beaten, fucking murder my own first child. You haven't beat Dallas in Dallas in eight years. Well, then you you would have murdered your family by now because you haven't beat Dallas in Dallas in eight years. I don't remember those. I blocked those out now. Right. <laughs> Like I'm gonna block this whole conversation out later. 
I would block those out. See, eight years is a long time, dude. Whatever, dude. At least we got a Super Bowl. Nobody's disagreeing with that. No, because everybody's been saying like all this shit about like you're giving up on a season. It's like, why would I give up on a season? It's I spent 25 fucking years as a fan before we won a Super Bowl. Like, I'm sticking around. All right. Also, you're still, everyone needs to relax. It's still 10 to 3. (laughs) No, it looks pretty bad, dude. Bro, no chat. It looks pretty bad. No, no, Eric. No. It looks this is, awful. It's correctable, though. Is it? Eric, you had is these it? same issues last year. Oh, we didn't. We had the yes. number two pass defense in the league. We're 30th in the league this year. Eric, you we constantly bitched. Back. You constantly bitched why you're giving the ball to Boston Scott or not giving the ball to any running back. Well, you that's constantly, Nick Sirianni. You, you constantly bitched. You constantly bitched that A.J. Brown got no separation. And the only time he got separation was on slant routes. Well, then run fucking slant routes. <laughs> it's not that goddamn hard. It's not you, fucking chess out there. It's checkers. What's we, the easiest move? When, oh, we, he does this and gets the ball and goes 50 yards? Yeah. When your offense struggles. It works for San Francisco. When your offense struggles, your defense has been there to shoulder the load. Sometimes your defense can't shoulder the load. That's what happens in a 17-game season. Stupid fucking rookies on the line that can't stop the run. <laughs> Fuck both those drafts. You couldn't Jordan stop Davis the run last year. Carter. Both need to go back to Georgia. Miss it on the college football playoff. There's Be a sad about their lives and then come back to Philly. And, you and- got Jalen Carter because you couldn't stop the interior run last year. Yeah, and J- well, we could. J- Javon Hargrove decided to go take a contract with the fuck. He's basically the Kevin Durant in the NFL. All right? we, I lo- You know what I mean? Fucking little bitch-ass bitch went to San Francisco. Fuck Javon Hargrove, dude. I don't care if he can sit on me and kill me, dude. If I see him, I would not say this to his face, but I would definitely fucking think it. Fuck no, that you'd, big useless. No, you'd, you'd you'd say it to his face three blocks later. I, I would. <laughs> oh, that was a good. Actually, rant. I would say it to his that, face so I could take a hit and sue his ass to make sure he doesn't make. It <laughs> that's the ram we wanted fact, originally I'm from the Eagles. <laughs> that's yeah. the ram we wanted originally. I'll be here next week. Yo, phrasing, dog. Whatever, dude. If it's that way or the other way, I'm getting paid, son. <laughs> Eric's just about his paper. Show me the money. <laughs> Motivated by money. All right. We've got off the rails. Eric's real rant at the end of the pod. Thank God we got it. We pulled, <laughs> it, out we pulled it out of him, dude. He was, he was so restrained the whole episode. <laughs> All I right. want to sound ungrateful for a 10 and 3 team. Right. It's okay to be upset after those two losses as well. Though. But we were both on a rest disadvantage for both games. And they were both on a rest advantage. So the NFL really did fuck us. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead and proceed with the extra. Eric, you know what I like about this podcast? You came with stats. Yeah. You came with tweets that you saved. I did. read and saved. And that's what we want from an executive producer. Now I just want it for the other 31 teams. (laughs) All right, I got you. I got you. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Cloman. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.